I am Taylor Barr, radio DJ. I write monologues for the radio. Five monologues a day, five days a week. Here, I am chronicling them. I hope you enjoy. At midnight, the tribe sleeps. Few stand guard as the rest gain the much-needed energy for the next day's hunt. In the late spring, the scent of flowers drifted through the camp, covering the scene with a thin layer of pollen. The moon is hidden behind the tree line, and so the guards only have the stars to see by. If times were different, it might be a different story. But the men standing watch felt an ominous presence. Something was watching them, and it was much better at hiding than they were at finding. It was a tense five and a half hours until the sun rose, but even then, those standing watch did not feel safe. They alerted the rest of the tribe, insisting that there was an animal, possibly a bear, maybe a puma. They claimed it was a big thing, big enough to take several people in their arms at once and take them away similarly. Usually, reports like these are taken seriously, but this time, it was hard to convince the group. They, want, they wanted evidence. They wanted the guards to go out and confirm that there is indeed something out there, and they want to stop scaring the children. It was the children, though, who took the watchmen at their word, believing every word gripping onto every sentence with the same intensity they would catch a frog with. As the children tugged at the pelts of the guards and the rest bickered to them, a dog emerged from the woods. The dog bounded to the tribe, who huddled together for protection. The humans screamed and yelled, and they stomped at the oncoming animal. It stopped short of them and cocked its head to a side. They had never seen a dog before, so this was odd. The first thoughts through their heads were that it was some kind of weird deer or maybe a malnourished bear. It seemed to communicate with them through its body language, though. It was innate in the humans to understand what this creature wanted. It wanted to be pet. So the tribe decided that it was in everyone's best interest if the dog received pets. They sent out the bravest member of their troop, hoping she would be able to best the beast if the situation arose. The woman reached out a tentative hand, and the dog brushed up into it. She reached further and ran her palm down the canid's back. She turned to the rest of the group and gave a half-hearted wave. The humans remained silent. The dog brushed into the woman, almost knocking her down, and she retracted. The dog also retracted, and the woman felt bad. Had she offended the dog? This was far worse than any feeling she had ever felt before, like she had betrayed that which was closest to her. Then, in a flash of inspiration, she knew what to call this thing. 
brug. Brug had taken a natural liking to everyone, and of course they had done just the same. This mysterious dog had quickly become more than just an animal. Brug was a true friend to anyone willing to give a back rub, and everyone was. In the days following its welcoming and further assimilation into the tribe's culture, Brug eased up around the ears, wagged its tail more often, and even started barking for attention when pets stopped or everyone fell asleep. This was useful, though a bit inflammatory, as no one knew the guards ever fell asleep, and now that they had, they did not feel nearly as safe with them. This did prove useful in allowing the people to trust Brug more, who would also bark at the woods all night. It was great. The humans got some white noise for their restful nights, and evil animals of the deep, dark forests would keep their distances. The dog even had chased off several packs of coyotes. The resulting meat and pelts were tough and itchy, respectively. Nonetheless, the people were grateful to the dog, and rumors started to spread. Some said Brug was a god sent down to protect the tribe. Others claimed it was a forest spirit, and they were being rewarded for their behavior. Either way, Brug was their new god, and would enjoy the most carefree life a dog could live. Brug was waited on hand and paw, groomed at a moment's notice and allowed to freely wander. Who is to keep a god locked down? Not this clan. Brug was making its rounds around the camp, barking sporadically to keep possible predators at bay. After a particularly percussive note, Brug paused. Something had shifted in the woods at the same time as Brug's bark. It backed up towards the camp, edging further and further from the woods and letting out a low whimper. The guards had started to notice that Brug was acting strange, and they weren't their usual selves. The kids ran over to appease Brug, but it growled at them, tail down and straight, eyes full of fear. The guards pulled the children back just as Brug snapped at one of them, narrowly missing what would surely have been a fatal wound. Brug was panicked. There was a look in its eye like death itself was before it and it would not go away. The guards eyed each other, silently asking the others what to do. Just as they had come to a solution, Brug bolted. It zipped between and past the children and along the woods until out of sight. Then the tribe panicked. Their newly chosen spirit guide had turned on them and run off. What had they done to deserve this? What did that child do to deserve be, to be snapped at? Surely Brug had a reason to this behavior. Surely there was an explanation to this entire scenario. The eldest member of the camp shouted, gathering the attention of the other members. 
Guards stood watch in towers of wood atop fences of wood. In the short few weeks Brug had left, the members of the tribe decided to settle down and wait for its return, during which time they had constructed a ten-foot fence around the perimeter of the camp. Now things were different. There was a curfew and everyone was armed to the teeth. The staring feeling was back and stronger than ever. The guards for were growing restless in the stressful environment of social mercenary work. The guard furthest from the rest felt something behind him. He turned quickly to see nothing but the huts of the village. When he turned back to the woods, though, eyes closed, and he lost where he had seen them. He shouts to the nearby guards who prepare for an attack. Then, from a space in the woods nearer the front of the fence, a beast steps out. It was like a dog, but it was much larger and spindlier. It stood ten feet tall and just as thin as a standard dog. It stank of rotted meat and looked like it had just come up from a bog. The thing tittered towards the entrance. It was slow moving and not much of a current threat, but there was something seriously off about this thing. Then, out of the woods, comes Brug. It has a rabbit in its mouth, and aside from its blood, Brug looked good. Then it was dog to dog. Brug jumped the monster, and they tussled. Brug barely escaped with a few minor scratches, and nothing that wouldn't heal. The other thing, though, was to be pitied. The humans were relieved to have their spirit back. I have been Taylor Barr, your radio DJ of sorts. I do hope you enjoyed my monologues. I know I enjoyed writing them. Stay tuned next time for more monologues and more monologues and more monologues.